following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. Podcast. This is a show dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system created by Fantasy Flight Games and produced by Edge Studio. A show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both the players and a GM's perspective. I'm Tony Fanning, and with me as always are my good friends and co-hosts, Chris Holmes and Stefan Dragonspawn. How are we doing, fellas? Starting with you, Chris. How are you doing, homie? I am um, tired, recovering from my time out in the desert last week. Golfing. <laughs> trying to golf <laughs> getting sandblasted by man i golfed in 30 mile an hour winds in the fucking desert ow <laughs> let's just say i almost got like a nice clean shave <laughs> while that was going on but anyways yeah it was pretty fun for the record holy, was, some, was, someone, was someone holding a gun to your head telling you you had to do this Oh, you're way more motivated than I am. I was hanging out with my buddies. You know, my buddy Scott has put together this hackers tournament that's been going on for years and whatever. And he's the guy that introduced me to D&D. So, you know, we reminisced and we tried to game. No, we didn't game. (laughs) But (laughs) how you doing, Stefan? I'm doing good, Todd. I'm in beautiful downtown Bloomfield, on location, uh, with the windows down in my car, and uh, in the parking lot of an abandoned convenience store and a garage on the other side. If you see a helicopter throwing <laughs> turkeys out, run. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Frozen turkeys. <laughs> oh, I, I swear they could fly. <laughs> well, wild turkeys can fly, but... <laughs> Not for very long. <laughs> and and uh, no, uh, my friend Daryl uh, came uh, over from, from Montreal over the weekend. And uh, we had fun. Uh, we played some Dice Throne, uh, card slash dice game. Uh, another board game with my husband called Pompeii, which is my, Michael likes. And uh, Unstable Unicorn, which is always fun. Ah. You know, it has... Uh, the non-safe for work expansion. So, nice. <laughs> yep. Carol, otherwise known as the gaming. The, yes, the gaming <laughs> hoe. Today we went to uh, one of our favorite uh, breweries by uh, by a nice river. It was like an old an old building that they renovated. Uh, so it's a nice pub slash brewery and uh, patio. And yeah, so we had a nice meal there, and uh, we hit on our server, Davis. Davis, mercilessly, Michael and I. Well, he was a good sport about it. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, now we're, now we're back here, uh, ready to talk about Genesis. How are you, Tony? I'm doing all right. Uh, first day back to work today from the weekend off. Uh, wasn't really a weekend off. It was an emotional roller coaster of a weekend. Oh. Um, my youngest son moved out, he got his own place. Uh, and I helped him move, um, but in the process had both my boys all evening, Saturday evening to hang out. And that is what life is all about. So, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I was an emotional bubbly ball of man meat by the end of the night. But hey, you know. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's right. Just how Stefan likes his men. <laughs> yeah, bubbling. Bubbling. Yeah. Bubbling but, in uh, the we heat. Were, we were drinking mead. Ah. Awesome. Yeah. So it was a good time. Good. That's awesome. Um, but uh, we're here tonight. We're going to yes. do episode 89, which is the second part of our deep dive or um, uh, blueprint uh, viewing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Review. I, uh, mm-hmm. Of the uh, gear creation system in the Keyforge setting. And I've entitled it, All Right, Suit Up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, everybody, uh, welcome to Signal. This is where Stefan shares all the hot Genesis news. That's fresh off the wire and reviews a project or projects from the Edge Studio section of the Drive Through RPG. What you got for us tonight, Stefan? Well, thank you, Chris. Um, I've got two little things, uh, two products that came out recently. Um, they're, they're tied in together because uh, the, the second one was a, is a supplement to the first one uh, from our very prolific. Uh, friend of the show and Raya Genesis writer, Chris Markham, uh, a product called Arcanum, where magic is real. Uh, so it's uh, like an alternate Earth, uh, where oh, so a little bit, you, know, you could think of a supernatural maybe, or Buffy the Vampire, so not even that. It's just like Dresden Files or other series where yeah, magic is uh, something uh, that exists as well as uh, supernatural creatures so in this 20 he writes that uh, briefly uh, an alternate earth where a great comet in 1901 came close to the planet unleashing lots of magical energy with ley lines erupting all over the world things that you know were were legend or just myth uh, are, are are now coming to the fore uh, powers that, you know, as he says, once reserved for those who spent decades mastering even minor abilities that were now manifested in everyday people. So he builds it a little bit as a spell noir environment. So you've got gangsters that exchange spell attacks and bullets, uh, vampire nightclub owners that make deals with demon-touch mob bosses and eldritch horrors. So maybe a, a mix of Cthulhu uh, as well thrown in there. So makes me he, think of that. Makes me think of that. That show that was just on. What was it? HBO Max. What was that, Tony? That we watched. That had the women. That had mostly women that had the superpowers or whatever. Kinda. Oh, oh! You had to ask. I don't. Know. I did. Just forgot what the name <laughs> of it was, but it was cool. Yeah. Um, we'll remember. Yeah, we'll think we'll, of it. We'll remember it later, probably. Yeah. That one, by the way. <laughs> That's it. All right. So, uh, just gonna. To add on, okay, so he includes nine archetypes of humans and variants, uh, including the god touch, uh, demon touch, the uh, psychics, etc. 
both your careers, uh, adversaries for the spell noir settings, new skills and talents. Uh, it talks about the psionic disciplines, a little glossary of terms and vocabulary for that period of time, and a lot more detail. It's pretty well written. Uh, the layout I like, uh, evocative of a noir setting with you know a typewriter font uh, and the newsprint type background. So uh, oh, that's cool. So yeah, and so that's eight ninety nine on Drive Through RPG. That'll be a link in the show notes. And the second product that goes hand in hand with that called Arcanum Artifacts. So in this one, Chris adds some uh, as a supplement, which uh, Includes 20 different artifacts from history based on actual real-world lore, but with a magical twist for each. Uh, so he's got items such as Anne Boleyn's necklace, the Jersey Devil's tooth, uh, a lot more as well. Uh, so lots of details. And each one has like a little quirk about it. Like yes, when you do use it, there might be a little drawback or a side effect, not always positive. Uh, but he says uh, also that while it was designed for the Arcanum setting, the items could be used in any urban fantasy setting if you if you don't like the 1920s kind of or early 1900s period. You can move it forward uh, a little bit more recent if you want, and uh, it would still work. And that one is only 2.99. So there you also a little bit of um, magic in the. Uh, the 1900s. The Nevers. Yeah. Yeah. The Nevers. Yep. That's the one I was. It, um, I, I don't know. For some reason, you just describing this um, when you're reading through that um, there's stuff, and it just made me think of the Nevers for some reason. Oh, I don't know. All right. It could be. Yeah. You could, you could adapt it uh, with this book, I guess. Uh, it could help. Could be. I imagine. Could be cool. So there you go. Uh, there you go, Chris. Uh, Mr. Markham. Uh, Boosted your signal a little bit. Hopefully that helps and uh, exposes a little bit uh, of your product to other people. So go ahead and uh, and check it out. All right. Welcome to the uh, Books of Genesis. Uh (laughs) (laughs) This is where we... uh, Break down a section of one of the books of Genesis a bit by a bit, and this time we are um, on part two, as Tony said at the top of the show, of our um, armaments and armor quick design rules that are presented in the um, that are in the Key Forge uh, Secrets of the Crucible book. Um, start on page armor section starts on page one forty-two. So. Um, Last time we talked about the weapons. This time we're going to be talking about the armor. Um, and um, let's see. So basically, um, what we're going to be, what we'll talk about here is uh, we're going to go through, you know, like the basic armor um, on table 3-3. Starts with a starting profile for your armors. Now, Keep in mind, there are a lot of different types of species that are <laughs> in the Crucible, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anywhere from your amoeba there, Tony, to, yeah, I don't know, little Martians to, you know, yeah, maybe to incorporeal little, beings. Yeah. A little of my 10 sided die here, you know, 
or something, right? Um, so you want to keep that in mind. Um, the body type um, might not, you know, might not necessarily fit um, a member of a species, but um, this is going to pretty much try and cover all of the different aspects of armor to give you that protection, whatever species you may have. So um, I think the best way Bart to start is let's go over what are these, what are these basic armors that we can start with? What do we have here, gentlemen? Who'd like to start that? Well, I'll start. Uh, okay. So the first entry, uh, simple enough, is standard clothing. Uh, zero defense, zero soak, one encumbrance price, starting base price, of t 10 ambits um and again that's unit of measure whatever you want to use um and a rarity of zero now rarity um uh, will come into play for some things but not really for this i don't think um yeah. unless your gm has a limitation on what he wants for the total rarity of an item right um so uh, but yeah, that's not much to that. And then the second entry, I'll go ahead and read that, and mm -hmm. then I'll let you do the other two, Stefan. Um, second entry is durable clothing, which is similar. It's got zero defense, but it's got some a uh, little bit of soak to it uh, with uh, one soak. It's still encumbrance one, 50 MBits base price, and a rarity of one. Stefan? Uh, then we go to actual armor. There is light armor, uh, still zero defense, but this time we go up to plus two soak, an encumbrance of two, a little bit more, a little bit pricier, of course, at 500 bits, and rare, base rarity of two. And then finally, the heavy armor. This has a bit more more weight to it, more substance, as one defense, and plus three to your soak. And then three encumbrance, a bit heavier, base price of 1,200 uh, and bits, and a rarity of four. Yeah, so you probably have, like, those armor plates and whatever. Yeah, hard, that defense or whatever. Yeah, That's it. Some hardened plates on the shoulders, a breastplate, perhaps. Awesome. All hmm. right. So, yeah, so once you once you selected your, your base, basic armor, what your armor is going to um to start with then like the weapons you'll want to start selecting the traits now the again these traits are not um are not if you're using like the hard points and attachments system these are not attachments they're not those things um no. these are separate these are abilities that are that you can activate with your um i think in in the in the, the crucible you can activate it by eating you know the amber consuming it or whatever you may you may consume um so like i said before um you know a lot of these armors you know should be, it should be designed for your specific character whether it's a small little martian or a big uh saurian you know large saurian or whatever one you know big giants one of the big giants yeah um or 
you know, unlike a certain movie, if you have your balls on your chin, you're going to have armor plating there. Yeah. Uh, these things, these are designed to protect your your soft bits. That's right. No matter where your soft bits are, what race you are. So if you're a ball chinian, you get a nice yeah. codpiece chin guard. Exactly. Uh, or or those remember, armored turtleneck colors. <laughs> yeah, and and these and these traits are selected right now when you create the armor when you get this set of armor and they can't be added on later. Um, like we said, they don't count towards the adding attachments or those types of things. Um, but there are some limitations here. You know, there's the you know the table uh, of them, uh, table three, um, four. Um, but there are a couple of limitations here. One is. No matter what the trait does for the armor, it cannot reduce the encumbrance value below one. Okay. And the final soak value cannot be increased above four. I think that's, you know, for the game balance there, right? Because you need to have at least an encumbrance. And you can't have too much of a soak. Um, and, and there's the, still the hard Genesis rule of you cannot have higher than four defense also. Yeah, four defense dice, right. yeah. Right. right. That's a that's just a hard Genesis rule. There's no yeah. more than four defense dice. So Right. And then every set of these armors should have up to three traits. Though of course, you know, the GM has final say on that. You know? So um so then, you know, once you've gone through and selected your, your traits, you know, um, you should decide on, you know, its final shape, form, function. There are a couple of neat questions here. You know, is it a relic from your lost, your, your character's lost planet? Um, yeah. Is it something that's, you know, a fabled smith gave to your character on their dying breath or whatever? Um, one little, one, sorry to interrupt, Chris. One little phrase I like in the paragraph just where it says uh, every set should have about three traits under that mm-hmm. it says members from a common culture are likely to wear armor that has at least one characteristic trait in common so that could almost represent like a uniform almost oh yeah uh, I kind of need to to remember that especially if the GM is creating a, an armor for uh, for some NPCs good point definitely yeah. definitely good point there. right on yeah well Table three four is chock full of magical goodness. Do we want to go into each one of those? Sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we did the we did that for the, the armor. for the weapon. Let's do it for the armor. Why okay. Not? Or else the armor well, will be jealous. So. Right on. Well, I will kick it off with the right. first one, and that is the adaptive. Um, this is protective wear is designed to quickly respond to incoming threats. So think that the pinpoint defense kind of thing flowing and reforming itself automatically to respond to attacks. Um, this, uh, As a maneuver, the wielder consumes one ember, uh, or whatever fuel you decide, uh, and then get the armor gains the reinforced quality until the end of the encounter. Now this is expensive. It is the most expensive upgrade on the chart. Uh, How many flap checks? How many flags? It is, it is it is twenty five smackaroons. Oh, twenty five hundred. Okay. Sorry, 2, that's yes. a lot of flapjacks, man. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, it is uh, it is the most expensive one on the on the table. Wow. Because it gives reinforced, which yeah. is a big deal. Armor can't break. No nope, break nope. into armor. No it makes it a armor. little hard. Yeah, it makes it a little bit a little heavier too. Right on. Yep, plus one encumbrance. Okay. What's next? Go ahead, Steph. Take, all right. The next one is anti-grav. So, of course, you know, falling is always a, a danger. Uh, people working in heights or, uh, or flying. Uh, so, regardless of their occupation, so armor designed to protect against such risk can use a variety of technical technological approaches, whether it's as simple as uh, as a parachute all of a sudden opening, uh, or a magical effect uh, of tiny little wings on one's ankles, <laughs> uh, slowing down one's fall. So when a character wearing this armor suffers a fall, uh, reduce the damage ban for determining falling damage by two. So if he falls from long range, he instead he would fall from short range. Nice, so, nice. And if the range is reduced below short, the user suffers no falling damage. Awesome. And that doesn't cost so much, 150. So yeah, uh, and no encumbrance, just the the effect of reduced falling damage by two steps, by two range bands. Sorry. Cool. All right. Cool. What's next on the list, Chris? It's called Armageddon. It can completely heal the wearer for 900 um, bottles of um, water, you know, um, if that would be your currency in a survival setting or whatever. Um, (laughs) um, This is interesting, okay? This is basically your, oh, shit, I don't want to die. Oh, and and once you use this ability, well, it's just a standard set of clothes now, basically. I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, Costs you 900 for it, but hey, you know, it'll um, keep you from dying from that catastrophic event, you know, what yeah. it might be. You know, um, if you forgot to have that anti-grav power, anti-grav mm-hmm. part, you fall, you know. You well, won't. that's it. So yeah, so basically, as an incidental, you can f- fully heal all strain and wounds and remove all critical injuries. Um, it immediately takes place. Yeah, what's that? And it removes conditions too, like like uh, death, be- immobilized, <laughs> immobilized, and, uh, staggered. Effect, yeah, this effect yeah. automatically and immediately takes place if the wearer dies. Yeah, so it will remove that death condition as well <laughs> um yeah so this is it. that's a good one <laughs> nice all right next one is attractive oh. Oh. um it uh the clothing or armor is fashionable it's fashioned to really bring out the refractions in the wearer's eyes or enhance their distinctive scent oh i'm oh. wearing musk armor mm. um <laughs> A character wearing this armor with the oh armor with this trait adds a boost die to their first charm check they make in each encounter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, on the table it says just adds boost die to first charm check. Uh, yep. Twenty five ambits. Not a lot. Cheap. No. no. There you go. 
But it's very specific, so that's what I'm Musk armor. Yeah. It's a thing. Musk armor. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Chanel number five. Musk armor. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Go ahead, I will Steph. have two that, of your muscovers, yeah. please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have 50 water bottles here. <laughs> Good. All Sorry, right. Then so the next one is boner weave. I mean, bone weave. Uh, <laughs> I could see where you would fix, get that wrong. I understand. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I spent the weekend with, oh, with my sexy gaming hole. So. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this Yep. What happens at Bormir's Keep? Is on the on the on the uh, finding the narrative podcast. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. No, okay, seriously. Oh, there's a bone weave. So reinforcements crafted from bone or similar materials provide the armor with additional protection. So in this case it adds plus one to soak, but plus two to encumbrance for an extra two hundred and fifty macaronis. Nice. Because yeah, the bone I guess would be very cumbersome to uh, to fashion. Uh, mm-hmm. So you get that plus soak, uh, plus one soak for uh, an additional uh, encumbrance cost. I'd even, I shoot, I'd even give it, I'd even give it a boost die on intimidation checks. To be honest with you, for yeah, people you who could. are particularly affected by people wearing other people's bones. Well, yeah, especially <laughs> those are the especially bones those, of my people. What? Yeah, especially <laughs> if know? the bones are dragons. You know. Well, a little bit of that lingering dragon fear going through. Maybe <laughs> that could be a circumstantial. That could be a circumstantial boost, boost I too. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're wearing fairy bones, but you're dealing with this. Eh, they're mm, not going to care not. that you're wearing right. fairy bones, but you're wearing oh. fairy bones and you're dealing with the untamed. It's going to well, matter. It probably yep. will. Yeah. <laughs> They'll go, hey, wait a minute. That's <laughs> yeah. not nice. That's yeah. my uncle Carl. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm a phrenologist. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's it. So there you go. Bone weave. What's next, Tony? Okay. Uh, Chris. Where is it, um, we have a um, brain wave interface um, trait for this type of armor. Um, costs 800 of the units of uh, ambits. But it'll allow the wearer to control items attached to the armor. So um, whatever devices you may have integrated with your armor, you can control them at the speed of thought. Nice. Um, and it will uh, basically provide a um, an advantage to results of a combat check made to use a weapon that's integrated with the armor. Because of that speed of thought shooting at weapons or whatever, using those weapons. So that's kind of cool. Yep. Very nice. But you have to then, think in Russian <laughs> <laughs> or something, right? What was that I movie? Don't... That was Firefox or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one is chaotic. A field of disruptive lights plays over this armor, projecting a subliminal fractal pattern and symbols that disorder rational thought. Dude, your armor is hurting my brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, the wearer can spend a maneuver to activate or deactivate this trait. So it's on off. Uh, and while it is active, the armor adds 
uh, setback die to all social checks targeting you the wearer. <laughs> That's pretty good. Because their head yeah. hurts. Yeah. yeah. Targeting you with their thoughts. <laughs> you make my brain hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that one is going to cost you 150 M-bits, and uh, right. it is, reduces the encumbrance of the armor by one. Nice. Oh. All right. Very good. The next one is electromagnetic joints, and not those kinds of joints. Actual, like, elbows and knees and stuff. Uh, so many enterprising adventurers have adapted logo cybernetic joints technology to armor. Which allows them to change in and out of their armor with the press of a button. So, and you may also program the joints to resist certain pressure thresholds that help the wearer block attacks from far stronger opponents. It's kind of cool. So, the characters don and shed the armor as an incidental. Pretty quick when you're uh, you're uh, sleeping and uh, your friend was on watch and he and he. Uh, Failed to notice uh, the creeping threats. And then while wearing this armor, they gain melee defense of two instead of one. When they perform right. the guarded stance maneuver. That's one of the maneuvers that not a lot of players that I've seen uh, use. Sometimes they forget about it. <laughs> but it's there. So that might help them remember that maneuver. And yeah. That cost only 350 not bad, not bad. Yep. <clears throat> so next we have Enhanced, which costs 50 um, Pop-Tarts, um, mm. if that is your unit of currency, if you wanted to use those. Um, it'll add a boost die to non-combat brawn or agility-based checks. So um, I like boost dice. Yeah, you do, and it basically provides a wear with greater strength and speed, which, I don't know, why limit it to non-combat checks? I don't know, probably for balance, but I'm thinking, because you're probably only limited to three <clears throat> traits, I would, if you bought a second enhanced, I would include combat, brawn, and agility-based checks, a boost at anything. I would say, because sure. it's really, you'd only be able to, you're using two of the trades, right? Of your three. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Um, I think it'll limit it a little bit. It'd be fair. I don't know. Sometimes things just doesn't make sense to me. Sometimes <laughs> these. Yeah, that's a good but, suggestion. You, know, you can try it. And if, like it's not, if it's not balanced, you, you check it. Mm-hmm. The or you to, make it more uh, expensive. Or you just make it more expensive. A lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. Think so? I think it'd be that much. I'd triple Two? the cost. 150? 200? I, I, I would triple the cost easily. Easily, yeah. yeah. Not double it, triple it. Okay, that works. Uh, next okay. one is Ether. So, yeah, it's for putting people to sleep, right? No. Mm. Uh, the ether uh, is a cloud of sedative gas can be made to emerge from the suit. Um, so it is. It's for, so it is for putting people to sleep. Yeah. Uh, though the substitute is filtered away. Sorry, the substance substitute is filtered <laughs> away from the wearer's own respiratory system. Um, the wearer can spend maneuver to activate or deactivate this trait. While active, other engaged characters suffer one strain 
start of their turn. <laughs> I um, just have a bunch of gas around you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gas around you. Spewing knockout gas everywhere I walk. <laughs> um, <laughs> ether trait only costs one to hundred bottle caps, uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's great. <laughs> I say you you could change the kind of the the look or the trapping of this and like. The armor is so bland; it's boring. It just puts people to sleep. Like oh, it makes you you, you seem boring. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> putting me to sleep. Wow, armor of apathy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't want to fight this guy. He doesn't off. parry. He doesn't parry well. He's just standing there. <laughs> hey. So there you go. <laughs> right on. Um, then we've got flaming wreath. I mean, flame wreathed. Uh, oh, flame wreathed sigils uh, creates an aura of flame around the wearer, often taking the form of flaming wings or tendrils that automatically protect the wearer from nearby attackers. So the wearer can spend a maneuver to activate or deactivate as well. Uh, while it's active, the armor gains one defense. Also, if they are targeted by a melee combat check, the user may spend uh, a, a despair uh, from that attacker uh, to suffer. Uh, so that attacker suffers four wounds from the intense heat. Nice. Yeah. And when making a combat check, they can spend a triumph to also inflict four heat-based wounds onto that target. And they say being covered in flames may have other narrative effects as well, such as setting stuff on fire. <laughs> right. And having your enemies scream to death. Yeah. As they or, melt. <laughs> yeah. Or melting your chocolate cake that you wanted to eat. <laughs> so this costs 525, like I said, plus one defense, uh, and can inflict heat based wounds on an engaged enemy. Nice. And a little bit, you know, I, I, I could say, see this uh, as not just melee attacks. You know, they, they say they specify melee, but could be, you know, brawl attacks. I mean, if you're in actually having some guy in a, in a double Nelson, that that could be a searing double Nelson. Could be. Well, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, I think uh, it's implied when it says a melee so. yeah. combat check. Yeah. It means both the brawl skill and the two melee Ooh. skills. True, yeah, um, the, yeah, the word melee is not capitalized, so it's not a, the, the actual It's melee. not skill-specific. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right. So there you go. Cool. Well, What's next, Tony? Oh, Chris, sorry. Next is, do I need to put that, like, like brain, what was that thing? That, that brainwave brain. interface on you? No. I think so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so guarding is next, which will give you a plus one soak and when you consume an ember you can allow your allies within short range to gain defensive one and this is for 400 ambits for this and scrolling down to the flavor text here um yeah this seems like it's more of a um how would you flavor this as what this may look like um 
it says uh, embodies the values of kinship and mutual defense reminds it's aware of their commitment to protect a sacrifice for the greater good yeah, yeah so it's a maneuver sure. it's a maneuver to um consume the ember then to grant your allies a defense <laughs> while you're engaged with them imagine a whole phalanx of guys with these oh, this yeah. type of armor where they just kind of stand in a wall and all of a sudden the armor all links up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way. Wakanda forever. Are, yeah, there's a there's a discrepancy here from the table and the flavor text, by the way. Yep. Go ahead and yeah. cover it. One, one says engaged. The other one says short range. I'd go with the engaged instead of short range. If somebody's yeah. engaged with you, you get the defense. It makes more sense. Yeah, and guarding also increases the the armor soak by one as well. Yes, yeah, that's in the table. Yeah, but this maneuver, uh, yeah, I would go with the engaged. I would mm -hmm. think. So, yeah, right. or like your your ether thing, uh, not ether, which was which was the other one you said that uh, uh, you could add it twice for. Oh, uh, oh yeah, the, the the enhance add twice oh, guarding, nice. and that could enhance that could increase the range to short. Or just read the errata and see if they've fixed it yet, because they probably have. They Maybe. might have. So, they might have. Because um, we still, I mean, I know I'm sitting on a first printing uh, of the book, and yeah. I haven't updated my, my PDF either in a long time. So Yeah, I'm looking at the PDF right now, and I, I can't remember the last time I've updated it. So, All right, well, what's next there, Tony? Insulating. So this one, uh, this protective gear is capable of maintaining a steady internal temperature. Protecting its wearer from external variations. Uh, and now that means that it is going to increase its encumbrance by one because, you know, it's a little heavier. But it protects you from heat and cold. And what it means by that is the armor reduces the difficulty of resilience checks made due to heat and cold and extreme and other extreme climates by two to a minimum of a simple that is a zero difficulty check. This is one of the rare times that something will be reduced to zero. Mm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah. if it's insulating against, say, uh, radiation, I mean, yeah. resilience saving throw against radiation, because we've covered radiation in our post-apocalyptic settings. Yeah. That's nasty. Yeah. Can so, be, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and that one is another 50 credits and bits. So, yeah. Stefan, you want the flamboyant one? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be in my wheelhouse. So, uh, I had the flame wreath, now I've got the kaleidoscopic. So, the user's appearance seems to colorfully flicker and fragment, and targeting them is almost impossible. So the wearer can spend a maneuver to activate or deactivate the trait. And while it's active, the armor gains a def deflective three and adds two setbacks to stealth checks. Because yeah. you're yeah. fabulous. <laughs> well, exactly. You know. <laughs> I'm, make, I'm making my entrance, Mr. DeVille. <laughs> and that costs 400. But, you know, you can't put a price on such fashion, such a fashion statement. So <laughs> you absolutely cannot. <laughs> but yeah, but three deflected. That means three points of defense. You know, you ever uh, seen you know, my like, Bifrost uh, armor? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which actually brings us to actually this little this little quote by Dodger here, right next oh, yeah. to Kaleidoscopic. It says, right. armor's all well and good, but don't let it get in the way of the work. If you can't pull off a job when you're wearing it, it's not good armor. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, the Kaleidoscope <laughs> may not be, be good. <laughs> yeah, a break and entering job might not be a... Unless you're tr- you're the one creating the distraction. I was going to say, <laughs> you're the there perfect you distraction. Yeah. <laughs> We need a distraction. Okay. Activate. Take your boom box out in front of the building, kick it on. Suddenly you're the dazzler. It's in the air tonight, baby. Yeah. In your eyes. It's in your eyes too. Okay. I was like I was thinking like Young hearts run free from like the. <laughs> well, from the... I was thinking from say anything, but hey, you know. No, if you're gonna be flamboyant, you gotta have something like, you know. Well, there's that. Like a um, perfect example, uh, Thor Ragnarok, the music uh, that was playing when they were taking off in the spaceship. You know, oh, it's yeah. my birthday. Uh, <laughs> fireworks <laughs> going off. <laughs> But it was hard to, to target that ship. It was. <laughs> well, they had a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? But that's a perfect example of it. It gave it deflective three, but you couldn't miss it. It lit up the sky. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was there. You couldn't hit it. for. But <laughs> you can't miss it either. What's next, Tom? Okay, we have what's called the lupine. Basically, oh, a, a there you go, Stefan. Well done. No, that was actually, no, actually, that was a coyote already all the time. <laughs> Alrighty then. So it basically allows you to better notice threats, um, even when conditions would interfere with your senses. Um, it'll remove a setback die from perception checks for 50 pieces of eight. <laughs> if that's what your yeah. unit of measure currency yeah, that, is that could be enhanced sensors that could be uh, a wolf pelt that's been enchanted that you you gain the senses of a wolf yeah. it could be on your musk armor there tony yeah. if you want <laughs> oh yeah lupine on your musk armor <laughs> give, give me a, and you know i could make it flame wreathed and we'd theme it as like hellhound skin yeah oh <laughs> hells to the yeah right on <laughs> what's next there buddy uh prehensile weapons frame say that five times fast okay so despite their relatively small nature martians prefer to wield the largest weaponry available that's uh, awesome most of their armor incorporates some technology used to create a strong yet flexible limbs of their walkers to take the weight of oversized weaponry and that's what this does so the prehensile weapons frame has game statistics of it reduces one's ranged weapon cumbersome rating by one and encumbrance by four. Making those big guns easier to tug around. Um, It's 500 smackerinos. So, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those Martians, though. I mean, money. Who needs it? it? World domination is much more important. Well, that's, that's right. it. I can carry my big gun and shoot you with. Then I take your money. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Then I'll take your bits. 
right. Next up is the psychic uh, armor trait. <laughs> the psychic. Yeah, you you knew I was going to say that. You? <laughs> of corpse. Yes, yes. So this armor's protection extends beyond the physical realm, bolstering the wearer's mental strength as well. I know a few people who need psychic armor. Anyway. Um, you mean people who need their psychic strength enhanced? Yeah. Their mental strength? <laughs> yeah, I know a few people. Anyway, uh, this one costs 300, and the mechanics effect is that it adds a uh, boost dice, which I always love, to discipline checks. Cool. Some kind of, you know, maybe headwear, headband that, that reinforces uh, one's defenses against uh, distractions and so forth. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, next we have the quantum trait, which will add a an encumbrance. Will give you defense two, but it costs two hundred and fifty ambits to. Redirect energy from close combat attacks into Tony's ether that's surrounding his armor. Oh, mm-hmm. to the into the ether, into the uh, into Nether Netherland, mm-hmm. into the Nethers. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. Whoa. Hello. Not my Look Nethers, out. not no. my Nethers either. Nether regions? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like it just kind of redirects your uh, redirects attacks, energy attacks coming in. Somewhere else. So, yep. QLEO doesn't suck. Those setback dice always helps. Can't get uh, hit. You won't take damage. So, what do we got next here, Tony? Oh, you know, rockets. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, this is interesting. It allows the wearer to jump and end to any location within long range. 800, oh. 800 mega coins. Um, nice. So uh, this suit has blast engines affixed to various joints and locations, increasing the wearer's mobility. The trait enables the character to stand up from prone as an incidental, so it doesn't tell you that in the chart. But it also says once per encounter here, you may the wearer may instantly move to any unobstructed location within range. So it is limited. You don't have a lot of jump juice. No. No. So when it says unobstructed, are we talking straight line? Well, I mean, you can't leap through a closed door. Right. It's basically okay. saying, you know, over a fence. Unobstructed. Mm-hmm. You, you you can't be, it can't be blocked. You can't just it's not right. teleportation. Gotcha. Cool. Nice. All right. So the next okay. one is is scaly. These thick scales dampen impacts while also providing significant reinforcement to the armor. <laughs> so the mechanical effects on the table is plus one soak, plus one encumbrance for 325 scales. <laughs> for Serpentor. Yes, Serpentor. <laughs> All hail set. <laughs> nice. Mm. Thanks, Tommy. That's next. Yeah. All right. Nice. Well, for the low bargain price of 100 golf balls, um, you could seal your armor, but it'll cost you one encumbrance to do it, though. Now, what does that mean when it's sealed? It's sealed and scaly. 
yeah, sealed and scaly. Um, it's uh, basically a full body suit to protect you from hazardous environments. Um, like musk you with with musk. Well, the musk might be on the inside. If okay. it is, watch it. <laughs> It'll um, provide you with an hour of independent um, supply of atmosphere appropriate for your respiration. Protects you from airborne toxins, vacuum, and drowning. Mm-hmm. Doesn't suck. Right. So yeah, right. that would Only be like a space suit or diving suit. Yeah. Hmm. So unlike what was that one that you went over, Tony? Unlike uh, insulating, it does not uh, provide you protection against the extreme climates. It's basically going to seal you from airborne toxins and if you are in space outer space this would be the, your sealed you would want the sealed quality if you want to be able to do those um yeah. uh like uh space walks or whatever you would want your want both. sealed if you're thinking of a standard space suit it would be insulated you would, and sealed you would yeah yeah you're right yeah. you're right <clears throat> okay next is shunting so shunting uh, is uh, that some armors contain methods of reducing damage uh, b- by shifted it to one near anyone nearby. I think that's a typo. A little bit typo, yeah. Uh, uh, shifting it to anyone nearby, um, a friend or a foe, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, which can make for hasty apologies. I like that. Uh, yeah. The wearer, wearer suffers a critical... When the wearer suffers a critical injury, reduce uh, the result by 30% to a minimum of 0-1. Um, and all characters within short range then suffer two wounds. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That Sorry. one is very thematic. Yeah. So, um, and it adds uh, 1,250 collectible bobbleheads uh, to your cost. Wow. And to wow, and your potential of damaging your buddies—that yeah. is great. <laughs> Although that could be that could be good for a frontline fighter when he's just wading through minions. <laughs> right on. Yeah, that is true. All right, that's a good one. The next one is silent. <laughs> it, there's noise dampening devices within the armor that counter any sound that the wearer produces. So it adds a boost dice. Again, you know, I like boost dice, so shh, don't tell anyone. But it adds a boost dice to your stealth checks. What? (laughs) (laughs) And it only costs, you know, very, very small amount, just 50 M bits. Don't tell tell everyone, because they'll all want some. (laughs) Awesome. Now our next What's one, next, our next one is smoking. This one makes you look good. Oh wait a second, not that kind of oh, smoking. <laughs> you basically have a bunch of douche flutes all over your armor. That's <laughs> just kind of out there, you're right? Yeah. Providing a nice smoke screen, fog yeah. bank around you, giving you a yeah. defensive one. Adding a um, a setback die to any perception checks to notice you for the low cost of. 150 of those douche flutes. Um, and uh, 
basically you can spend a maneuver to activate or deactivate the trait. So, um, and there's a note here, GMs, um, at your discretion, this may not work within some environments or in some weather conditions. So, um, I would say in heavy Middle. wind conditions, maybe, yeah. you know, in a hurricane or wherever, yeah, probably won't near, work. Near a tornado. <laughs> near a tornado. That's right. <laughs> so. Underwater, maybe. Might be. Unless it's adapted for water. That's another matter. Underwater. Eh, maybe. It's a squid maybe cloud, not. maybe. True. Yeah, that is true. Next. But it doesn't say anything about, but the thing is, it doesn't say anything about you being able to see out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It creates this fog cloud around you, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say anything about you being able to see outside of the cloud. So it seems like it may provide that setback die to you as well. I don't know. Could be. A little confused on that a little bit. I don't think it should hinder the player who has it. They probably have a method to get around it, to see around it. I think so. Um, Whether it's shaped away from their eye sockets or whether it's uh, they have built in um, seat, you can, you know, special visuals in the armor, whatever. Yeah, it would almost have to be a full body one, too, right? Because if there's this fog or haze around you, wouldn't want to. Would be magical, yeah. Where yeah. you could see it's a one-way fog, right? You can see out; they can't, they can't see in. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so next is spiked. So this armor is covered. This is Brobnar armor. This yeah. armor is covered in nasty barbs, spikes, making foes think twice about charging the wearer. Um. So, uh, if you Humans want to add. Too. Right. You want to add this to your, you know, musk armor. You got your skunky pine armor, which <laughs> um, pretty badass. The um, when targeted by a melee combat check, the wearer may spend three threat or a despair to cause the attacker to suffer three wounds. So yep. uh, that's the I impale you on my armor spikes on the spiky <laughs> bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Nice. Ah, all right. right. Oh, uh, uh, cost next. of that. Hold on. The okay. cost of spiked is 200 uh, M-bits. Right. All right. Uh, next to last is the subtle trait. This one uh, actually makes your armor a little less cumbersome, so minus one encumbrance. It removes a setback dice from social skills. Checks uh, related to wearing the armor for only 50 uh, M bits as well. So the uh, yeah, so this the armor is integrated uh, into normal garments in such a way as its protective nature isn't obvious. So you, sure. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. you know the the legendary almost protective uh, vest under the uh, secret agent uh, you know, three piece suit yeah. doesn't show armor. So the nature of this protection, protective gear is not immediately noticeable. So the, thus removing nice. removing the setback from social skill checks that you know people might react negatively when you, they see you wearing armor. 
So if they just think you're, you're wearing regular clothing, they might not be so uh, apprehensive. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And last, Chris, what's next? Last would be the second most expensive trait on the table here, costing you 2,000 flapjacks to be able to fly. It'll increase your encumbrance by three. You'll have to consume an ember or one slice of bacon mm-hmm. to allow you to fly. Um, whatever you want <laughs> with that. Um, but when you do, oh my gosh, you can have a majestic formation of feathers or metal or energy extended from the back of your armor there um, as a maneuver. You can um, consume that piece of bacon and you go to the core rule book on page 100 bacon. it will get the fly capability for in the, the encounter or in the narrative scene um though your gm might call for a piloting check in a dangerous condition and of course a despair mm. <laughs> would result in um it being depleted at the end of your character's turn and you've run out of flight power. Um, oh, yeah, and it says also means that if your character doesn't make it to a solid ground by that point, they're in for a ball. <laughs> so, yay! Right. <laughs> yay uh, for the despairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully yeah. hopefully you have that attachment that helps you uh, shorten the falls. Yeah. Well, like we did last time, guys, we kind of did... Um, uh, a I, cool known weapon out there before uh, we go into that though i have one quick go back though i had oh, a okay. note on one of these called shunting and just mm-hmm. a um nobody listens to this or whatever um the last sentence in this on the shunting description it says all characters within short range suffer two wounds characters that means any bad guys and good guys in the area not just pcs we're talking npcs bad guys and good guys right 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 on okay so then this book basically characters is anything with a wound threshold would take two wounds yeah okay okay just wanted to make that clear because when i first read it i was thinking oh that kind of cool you get this ability but you can only wound your buddies <laughs> yeah right on so no, okay no. makes no, good they sense do, well that's okay. it they do mention in the the paragraph just above that yeah it shunts shift to anyone nearby friend or foe right on. right right okay got it yeah. so it can be uh, a, a, a blessing or <laughs> yeah exactly or bane. all right tony go for it so going on uh, with what we had done last time, where we made the uh, the uh, gun from the uh, Fifth Element movie, right. I've chosen uh, a very iconic um, armor creation um, montage, where uh, in the uh, the Iron Man Mark II suit. Now that is as it's being manufactured before the weapons have been added. Um, so. We need to decide what three qualities do you think this would get, gentlemen? Mm. I have a list here. 
All right. Uh, but, go ahead. Um, I think. Okay. I'm thinking first, um, Chris mentioned it earlier that it was a brainwave interface, but we could reskin that to be an AI interface mm-hmm. because he, you know, is Jarvis is attached and he's running systems separately and doing all kinds of things on his own via voice yeah. command, which is the same as pretty much, you know, thinking the thoughts. So, yeah, uh, I think that a brainwave interface would be cool. I think so too. Yeah. Yep. Then um, an easier one. It's it's a flight suit, so yep. we it would have the winged quality, but it would be reskinned to be the the, the hand and foot thrusters. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily wings, Definitely. but it does have all the readjustments in the in the you armor fly. make it make it more yeah, aerodynamic. Right. Yeah, the yep. flaps and the uh, airfoils. And I'm thinking one yep. more. What do you guys think? I, I have. I was thinking. I was thinking. I was thinking either, um, either the sealed one, or or the insulating. Either one of those two would work, or enhanced. To be honest, definitely gives them more brawn and agility. I think. Okay. Any one of those three would be appropriate. I think. I, I think sealed for sure. And of course, you know, this being an NPC's armor, you could add more. Um, mm-hmm. and, but yeah, sealed definitely because, you know, it's environmentally sealed. He doesn't goes up into the thin atmosphere. He isn't losing his ability to to breathe. But when he gets up in a real thin anim- atmosphere, it starts to ice over. And I wouldn't say it's insulated. He's getting cold up there. I know. Yeah, I know. So, so yeah. And then, and then, then you could add enhanced as a GM. You'd be like, yeah, this has enhanced too. So, yeah, probably, probably. I mean, money isn't a problem for the creator of this armor, right? No, so, we could, and it would, it would start, you know, maybe the, would start as heavy armor, as just Almost as a base sure. already. So it already oh. has defense and soak. Mm-hmm. Right on, exactly. Yeah, so you probably wouldn't need. What 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 else did they have yeah, in like, here? Probably well, there's like daily. You know, you didn't need to, to add that. Well, it wouldn't have scaly crew. No, yeah. You don't need, you could have a, a variation of scaly, like reinforced you know, uh, plates or whatever. Adamantium plates <laughs> or vibranium. <laughs> but, I mean, he probably rolled a despair on his opening flight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and crashed it. True. Uh, so, I mean, and he survived the crash. Yeah, yeah. he could have had anti-grav. Right, so he might have had mm-hmm. the anti-grav too. To exactly, that, surviving that crash. So, or was it Armageddon? It could be. Could, <laughs> could be Armageddon. <laughs> well, that Armageddon fed, uh, feature didn't help him later on, so it must not have been built. Oh, no, that's had true. That you, for, you forgot that one. <laughs> that's right. Didn't have. You didn't have any ember. He burned all of his embits. <laughs> that's true. And no matter what fuel source you choose, uh, if you're using this for an other system. Um, make it something that the players are going to have access to be able to use one or two in the encounter so that they can power their weapons and armor during in, in any given encounter. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's that pretty much a, a the pretty solid system. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is much cleaner than the weapons. Most yeah. of these upgrades make sense. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and even the more outlandish ones like shunting or lupine, you can still reskin in some way, uh, ether or uh, you know or or the smoking. Lupine, the yeah. lupine, I, I, I would, I would definitely, I could definitely see um, a ability to go into like a night vision mode or whatever with that oh, yeah. to help with perception checks for sure. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm know, thinking, definitely. you know, like for instance, you know, the bat, one of the bat suits had in batman had uh, sonar mm-hmm. yeah. That, yeah yeah there so, you go yeah it's totally reskinable to be sonar or um you know extrasensory yeah. any kind of extra extrasensory perception exactly. i would even i could even i would even go so far as um it being it could have the attractive trait too adding to charm checks if you're wearing the armor, it being, if we're talking to Mark II, right? Oh. Um, it being very popular in that well, genre, that was, right? That one was really just kind of shiny silver. And bleh. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Well, that's true. The Mark II, if we're talking, yeah, we're talking Mark II. Yeah, okay. It wouldn't yeah. be attractive. No, no. Yeah, it didn't have the paint job yet. So. <laughs> no, true. it did. didn't have it the did race not. car colors. No, it did no. not. The, but the race car car one, that oh, probably yeah. had that the attractive. <laughs> Right on. Yeah, every, everyone after <laughs> every other armor after that, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, folks. Excellent. Well, that's fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, fun building that up. That's all. That's cool. That is our uh, books of Genesis segment. Let's close the book. <laughs> samples skill check or encounter for your entertainment and, and ours uh, this time i'm going to continue the little scenario that i ran for uh, steph and chris last time in which they were uh, recovering some stolen missiles for a martian crime boss uh, using the uh, pre-gen characters that i had for my chrysalis crisis adventure that i wrote for uh, the uh, Con on the Cobb, 2017, I think, way back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, refresh them. Who are you two playing? Uh, Chris, let's start with you. I am playing Zane Tooney Tunes. He is a, uh, he's uh, from Luna. He is a con artist. He, um, he, he knows a guy. And he'll be able to uh, get you what he wants. He can get in, break in, break out. And he has his muscle with them. And he's glad he does. <laughs> and who would be his big muscle gal? <laughs> That's Pandora, love. If you need something breaking, I can do it. I have the big guns and the big arms to do so. Very nice. So last time, you guys successfully beat the skill challenge. So when doing a skill challenge, there's success means this, failure means this. Failure on your skill challenge means that you guys had to gun your way out, uh, you're on the run, and you end up having to, you uh, the crime boss sets the venue of your um, uh, exchange, turning over the missiles to him. However, 
you guys succeeded at mm -hmm. the uh, skill challenge, which allows you to set up the venue. So as players, please tell me where this encounter is going to occur. Well, I think we um, we wanted to do it definitely on the challenger challenger rock here, um, since this uh, the Martian um, crime boss will more than likely have his own area. He'll be here picking it up or whatever. Um, say a abandoned warehouse shuttle area nearby um, to make the exchange. Right. What do you think there, Pandora? Yeah, Pandora, she called there, her former Colonel, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Ramsbottom. Uh, and he he's used this shuttle bay uh, hangar uh, as, as a waypoint, a gathering point for some of his missions. So he's not using it right now. So I'll meeting and he's there no, comlink uh opened uh channel to him mm -hmm. so he's covering our rear our six right along with also, our uh, our pilot yes and and as a backup backup <laughs> we have um vinnie the duck duckworth um ace pilot extraordinaire um having a shuttle um just in case we need to make that quick egress <laughs> nice uh standing by okay so so um you guys have set up in this um we'll call it a, a hangar it's a hangar um yeah. and it's it's inside um the um a private dome on mm -hmm. the outside on the outer uh edge of the challenger planetoid planetoid uh a, a half a kilometer away from the uh McNair base where you stole the stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll call it the very next morning from that. Mm -hmm. um, so you two have had time to recover strain completely. Um, okay. But um, the crime boss who hired you was none other than Nyango Spear, a man of impeccable uh, taste uh, and uh, African descent, Nyango Spear shows up in a gold long coat, um, gold trench coat. Wow. Looks to be made of some sort of golden silk. Yeah, nice. It is well open clear to his waist, and all across his broad chest is a shimmering weave of neon lit armor weave cyberware so his skin is visible as just body armor right nice nice and he's got uh the uh uh his dreadlocks are kind of tied back because you know it's low gravity um he's not appeared to be affected by the low gravity at all right like uh, me right um probably because he's martian uh right. grew up on mars where you know gravity was lower have uh, we ever had dealings with this guy before well he hired you and you met him when he hired you in a okay. cafe on mars yep. um, okay. 
And with him are his two beefy bioroids. He has a couple of Kendall bioroids. They're beautiful mm-hmm. specimens, but underneath they're just all, you know, ferrofibrous muscle that just will tear right. you to shreds, limb from limb. Yeah. Um, they're probably, you know, well upgraded beyond your normal Kendall type uh, bioroid. Well, I have my I have my murderous uh, Barbie doll. Uh, walking beside me so yeah. i'll be just fine i'll be just fine <laughs> and uh oi he approaches you, you? Uh, and you hear the of his platform magnetic boots as he's walking up and we've got uh, the we've got the um missiles there kind of displayed yeah, pan, or we'll open pandora, up approaches. pandora's sitting on the whole, uh, whole thing and he's aye aye aye. cannon and combat shotgun on her back. He's aye aye aye. People, people, look at you! You've got my missiles. Yes, we do. Yes, we do, love. Excellent, excellent. Well, and, uh, did you run? No complications attached. No, no, sorry, uh, to interrupt. No, no complications. Uh, had, of course. We're professionals, love. Uh-huh. Fair. In and out. Yeah, in and out like you do. Bar of tea. Maybe you should have me talk through this one a little bit there, <laughs> uh, Pandora. Just a little bit. Oh, sorry. Very nice. I appreciate that. And it's always nice to hear the muscle talk now and again. But that's right. <laughs> yeah. But like she so, said, got away clean. It's been a problem. What? All that money I promised you. Uh-huh. Some of that I had to eat on fuel costs coming here. Well, that's not necessarily our problem, is it? Oh, but see, I I thought we would agree we were gonna meet on Mars. Wasn't that part of the agreement? Why'd you change the delivery point? Didn't know that was the delivery point. Because the dungeon master here didn't tell us that was the delivery point. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> else we would have. Um, but no. If you don't remember it in the negotiations, it probably was never said. Well, huh. That um, might have been a detail please, that may have left out there. Please make a vigilance check. Awesome. And the difficulty? Uh, difficulty is going to be his uh, deception, which is cunning three, one rank. So it is going to be two purple, one red. Okay. I have two green and a red and the two purple. Would you like to do anything to this? Well, I, you're doing this uh, as an, uh, this kind of a group uh, oh, okay. for the first round. Uh, group check and so pandora do you have any cyberware like that records data like a cyber eye or anything like that she's got do you have any vigilance she has one rank in vigilance and goggles cybernetics quick draw she's got cyber legs and arms cyber organs but no cyber eyes no what is your vigilance uh, one, one green, one yellow. Okay. I could add at least a, a uh, 
a boost die. Okay. So add a boost die. Okay, did you want to roll it, Stefan? Go ahead. Help. No, no, you you do it. You're the one who's the main character. I'm just I'm just helping. Well, if it's a combined check, then it would be a yellow, a green, two purple, and a red. Right? So we'd use her her rank. Oh yeah. My will my rank. Here we go. All right, here we go. And I did not succeed. Actually, it's a com- it would be one threat. One threat. Okay. So in this case, you're fuzzy yeah. on the details there. And well, apologize I'm sure, for that. I'm sure it was on the moon, but you know, maybe it was quicker to to just meet here, love. Yeah. Quicker for you. Be, yes. Yes. I'll figure yes. it'd be more. Yeah. Quicker, quicker here than than the moon for sure. You can get the the jump from here directly to Mars, you know. Yes, we thought you could get a little swing uh, back to Mars. Ah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, here's the deal. Or if you want, we can I, have a swing right here. Uh, the agreed upon price, fifty thousand. I just can't pay it. All I've brought is thirty-five. Well, I don't. Well, I mean, considering the um, what we had to go through, the what we the the costs we had, um, to get the codes, to get the, you know, the um, you know, where the guards were going to be at certain timing, all this stuff. We uh, both of us, we both had our own, you know, expenses in this job. You can understand that. Agreed. Right. And besides, whatever you're going to be, you're going to be making so much more than that with these missiles anyways. Right. I'm going to charm them. Okay. So we're going into, and this is actual the round by round social encounter. Now, just that first opening was him opening it up. um, Okay. So would I take a a defensive check now in this round? So you will go and I'm just going to have you both roll initiative. Um, first for this uh, social encounter. You roll it normally. Uh, you knew this was coming, so you can. Sh- I'll let you choose between cooler vigilance, whichever you're better at. No difficulty, of course. And I'll roll for him. So, uh, in this case, he has a willpower of three and a vigilance of three. So I'm going to have uh, three yellow dice. So two successes and an advantage for him. Okay. Right. Well, I I got the same thing. I just have one rank in vigilance and uh, two in will. So that's a one yellow and one green, and I got uh, two successes and an advantage. Well, I'm so definitely a cool. I'm, I'm definitely a cool operator here. So mm-hmm. and I've got a four presence, and I got two successes, five advantage. Ooh. Nice. So you guys definitely go before he does. Cool. Um, now. Um, his bioroids being there beside do not engage in the encounter um they do apply when he wishes to use coercion they provide him boost dice because you've seen them in action and they are deadly Mm -hmm. um so they provide boost dice to his coercion checks and they provide you uh setback dice to coerce him gotcha uh, because you know that um you know that getting past them 
he's not It'll afraid. Be, well, that'd be so, easy. Yeah. Right. So you automatically know if you're going to use coercion. That, okay. Yeah, you're going to have some setback dice. So. Nice. That's been okay. laid out. We will begin. Well, I, Go ahead. With actually, that. I think I think that's felt like a more of a negotiation check that I just did with him. It does because you, yeah, you went. This is what our costs were. This is what your costs mm-hmm. were. So I'll do that. Um, I'll go ahead and make that check first, then. Okay, up there, Stefan. Um, and then oh, yeah. uh, what's the yeah. difficulty here? So I have two yellow, two green. What would be the difficulty negotiation? What's his negotiation? You really yeah. want to know? Yes, <laughs> because I need it. Because I need the difficulty, duh. I know, but <laughs> you're not gonna like it. That's okay. Um, I'm using a reskinned npc card uh or adversary card from the game so i'm just yep um he has a negotiation of five <laughs> ranks and a and presence of four so four yellow four red four and yellow. a purple yeah four red okay purple. four red and a purple okay and i will not be upgrading <laughs> neither will i because i'm planning on using that story point um, that I have to re-roll some dice if I need to. <laughs> I can re-roll up to two of them with my resourceful talent. Okay, um, here we go. <laughs> okay, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three. Well, I succeeded. Wow. This is with, I succeeded with... Um, one threat. It How many looks total like. successes? Um, I'd have a net of two successes. So he will be taking some strain. Yep. And I get one, and I generated one threat from that. And your one threat will uh, be a setback dice to Pandora because he's kind of already kind of dismissed her, but she's going to pipe in anyway. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay, Pandora, do your thing. What do you use? <laughs> well, she's not a very social person. <laughs> so it wouldn't be ranked heavy. Mm. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Doesn't mean she's not intimidating. She could course. Could course a little bit. But you know well, how yeah. it's going to be as a player. Well, yeah. Uh, no, she'll try. I don't know. Uh, I'm debating on that. Well, not, not much of a negotiator or uh, or a leader either. Uh, Would you rather just assist for your... Uh, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So. She brings up just the occasional little point of uh, things that may have cost or uh, difficulties and things that she had to pull on, on favors of her own, but yeah. So what we'll Just do, assisting. um, because he's he only you only had the one threat. It was to go to the next friendly check, right? Um, so that'll be you next turn, Chris. You'll get the 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 setback die that she didn't use, but you'll get a boost die from her. Uh, right. Do you want me to roll it now for no, this turn no. or not? No, for the next one. Because we don't get her turn. She's gonna assist. Yeah. Next, okay. This Just, so this, this round thing? she doesn't do anything. No. Not much, That's not actively. Like yeah. You're not doing anything this turn. Okay. No, she's assisting for next turn. Okay. So if she assists again before you go, then she can, you know, kind of, I'll probably let Which, she, which she's doing now, right? Right. Yeah. No, I'm saying yeah. if she's basically reinforcing what you're saying this round. And Got then 
by uh, if she does that again before you next round, um, where she just decides to do that, then I would say it's worth like aiming. It, it's worth a second boost die. Sweet. I'm gonna aim my muscle at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that works. That works. Okay. Yeah, All right. All right. So that it's works. his turn, and he he too can negotiate. And he's like, I understand, but you understand this. Leaving my home, I was not expecting, renting a shuttle, uh, and coming here, I mean, you stole the thing not a half a kilometer that way. Um, and um, it's really, really not the way we do business in this business. And he's just trying to negotiate. Right. So. What's he offering? Um, uh, he's 35. offering 35000 um, you succeeded. So he's still he, so he's still negotiating with this. Yeah, he 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 says, okay. you know what, with what you've spent, I agree. You've you've done the hard part. Um, I tell you what, I'll owe you. Maybe you can call on me for some hired muscle in the future. Think about it. Let's see, it's a minor favor. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. scratched my back. I'll make sure yours gets scratched in the future. Right. Just Pando. one of you, of course. Like, yeah, you know, I like dealing with you. Uh, um, they're uh, toony. Hmm. Pandora is looking at one of the Ken dolls, like looking. Mm, I'd like to get him to scratch my back. <laughs> nice. nice. All right. So, um, what is your negotiation? Two red, again? two purple. And I have uh, four yellow and a green. Uh, are you upgrading my check? I'm not. How many points do we have? Uh, two? two and one? Two. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Let's upgrade it. All right. So we'll toss out one of those purples and throw in another red. Yeah. All right. Oh, my. Um, I've never <laughs> rolled this before. Oh. Yep. Yep. I have three despairs. Oh, three despairs, my God. Holy cats. Wow. And? And uh, net success. So I had net net two successes and an advantage, three despairs. Um, So he's going to do three uh, strain to you. Two strain, sorry. He doesn't get the extra. However, um, three despairs. He had one net, you mean? Successor, how many? Two? Two. So two strain to you. Got it. Okay. At an advantage. So he does succeed, let's say, maybe at least on his point. So. Yeah, but the three despairs, um, I honestly, mm-hmm. I'm going to, if you don't mind, guys. I have yeah. one idea, at least for one despair. But go ahead, Tony. Um, that three shots ring out, <laughs> and all three of them are dropped. All three who? Of them. Oh, him and his two bodyguards. Oh, okay. Wow. And oh, okay, uh, your sniper. Yeah. Your friend, the military guy, comes out and he's got these really high tech cyber eyes. Mm-hmm. 
And he says, oh, that case is full of explosives. He no. wasn't going to pay you a penny. I've already had two of my friends go out and look. Your money's in the shuttle plus an extra 50000 Ah. Oh. <laughs> well, then. Um, it's three despairs. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never well, heard anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to suggest that maybe like uh, the, the station oh, security forces maybe are we, we find out that some of them are closing in on the hangar and we have to negotiate faster and you know, that's making yeah. him nervous that's actually pretty <laughs> awesome <laughs> well but that, um without the explosives so we, like yeah <laughs> so we have these missiles um don't know which we could resell somewhere else <laughs> yeah well let's load them up into this guy's shuttle yeah. i guess right so we got a shuttle we got some cash i mean I'm sorry, Thanks. it was three despairs. I can't think of a better way. Yeah. I'm Thanks. glad I upgraded. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much, Colonel. I think uh, that maybe extra 50000 uh, goes to you. Whoa, 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 ho, ho, ho. Wait one moment. <laughs> um, no. We agreed. Oh. We agreed he would take 10. I'd give, I'd say 15, sure. Oh, but you saved all, you saved all bacons. Really. Uh, yeah, 5,000 each of these bodies. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Colonel. Captain? <laughs> Sergeant? No, absolutely not. Oh, it's only money. We've got our own. 50, oh, 000. shut up. You're only an android. <laughs> uh, uh, no, she's not. I know. I'm cyborg. You're I'm only a cyborg, cyborg, too. That's only, that, that's, that's only a metal arm, too. They're both and I metal and show my legs. <laughs> And they can squeeze the life out of you. Um, all right, all right. You're no. the negotiator. Let's no. We can talk about this on, on the shuttle. Yeah, let's go on to the shuttle. <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> Come on, Colonel. Yeah, no, that was, I mean, I can't <laughs> think of great. you guys walk away yeah. with double your money plus the missiles. That's, I mean, three to Nice. Seven. That's great. Um, and then as we're leaving the hangar, yeah, he can have one missile. And... <laughs> So twenty thousand then and no no dude so so basically so Looney his his desire is wealth his flaw is that he's greedy come on his fear is poverty no freaking way dude <laughs> well she's not, Pandora Pandora doesn't care that the, this guy's dead it's like she hates Martians <laughs> yeah I don't yeah he could care less all right it's all all right. Good. I'm no, sure we can find a buyer on Luna let's go to Luna. So guys, Hi. go home. That was great. Thanks, uh, Tony. So that went sideways. Yeah. <laughs> but as quick. a GM, as a GM, that's a great point thing to point out. And we haven't had this happen on Advantageous Threats in a while. But no. you know, what do you do as a GM? Now, Chris, if you had been GMing that and you got that role for an NPC in a social encounter, do you think you would have done it differently? Um, I would not have done it exactly like that, but I would definitely would have ended the social encounter and it would have definitely have gone to the pc side in that yeah. case absolutely yeah. it would have yeah. there would have been no more and yeah now the way you did it i thought it was great you know um it's for 
regardless just threat it's not like for an ongoing campaign if it had been for an ongoing yeah. campaign i don't think i'd just kill the guy outright an ongoing campaign you know i probably would have done so for an ongoing campaign i probably would have done something like um vinny and vinny may have sliced into their shuttle wired the money um let us know or for some reason you know maybe um or the colonel you know, could have just downed the two biroids, leaving the guy alone. Like, okay, now right. We have I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. In, I'm thinking. In that, I'm thinking. Probably in that case, um, Vinny probably could have swapped out the cases mm-hmm. in that. In that, you know, mm-hmm. and um, he would have taken off, and boom, his shuttle would have exploded, and we'd have cash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, arming, the missile, arming the missiles. Arming the missiles. arming one of the missiles when he's loading them, and when he goes away. Eh. detonated from a distance something like that something like that yeah Stefan you had anything else you want to add that you might have done as a GM uh, no I think it was pretty good uh, you know just a few additional ideas we just bounced around but uh, based off of that but no I think uh, yeah three big despairs uh, on that yeah definitely uh, <laughs> make him uh, you know Flub all of his, uh, <laughs> his advantage of, of one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A definite end to the social encounter. No chance for combat mm-hmm. round one. <laughs> no, <laughs> for sure. Not even. Right. <laughs> no, all right, that was pretty good. Thank you, uh, Tony. That was a great one. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that was the worst role I've ever had as a GM <laughs> um, for Genesis. Um, but still. Uh, it's still fun because it challenged me and, uh, and now, you know, as a GM down the road and challenged of, oh, you guys got this financial windfall. What are you going to do with it? Well, hell, Mm -hmm. I give you guys weeks in a casino and do whatever you want to do, you know? Yeah. Uh, Oh, I want an apartment on Luna. Well, you can afford a penthouse on Luna now, you know, (laughs) at least for a little while. while. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, that was our um, advantageous threats there, everybody. So, uh, well done, Tony. Nice um, thinking on the feet. Quick thinking there. Yep. Very impressive. So, well, let's um, call this. Let's wrap this thing up. All right. So that was our episode 89, Armor Up. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we had fun on our end. And our next episode, uh, we continue our actual play series. And as Chris continues to jam Tony, Sean, and myself through part four of his primeval tool, Secret of the Moon Door. Door. Yes. There so will we'll see what be happens. A, there will probably be a part five, but um, yeah, yes, that's that's right. pretty cool. I'm having fun That'd with that. Cool. Yeah, I'm having fun with my character as well. I'm having fun, some fun there. Nice. Uh, no, not much listener feedback. Uh, no news recently. No news, unfortunately. Well, I did have one piece of oh. listener feedback, but it was one that our next show topic is going to yeah. cover. That we yeah, have for so a regular show. 
So I do have something to say. Okay, go ahead. And this is specifically aimed at anybody at Edge Studio. If you can hear this, if you are listening to this, if anybody listening out there knows somebody who works for Edge Studio, please let them know if the PDF is ready for the Twilight Imperium. Put it up on DriveThruRPG as soon as you fucking can. And don't wait for the goddamn Chinese holding the fucking books ransom. Okay? Put it out there. We want content. Now! Chris, we don't... I I don't think that it is actually printed in in overseas. Um, But... Doubt it. I'm pretty sure it probably might be. I know Fantasy Flight, when they were in charge of the printing, they were printing in the U.S. for Genesis stuff. Well, that's good. Um, so I don't. Then hurry know. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think don't last know time for a fact and, that's what's holding it up. Well, uh, regardless, if yeah. there is Whatever an issue with, made, if there yeah. is an issue, if there is an issue with shipping, and it is throughout the world right now, it costs you freaking nothing. To put the PDF up on DriveThruRPG. So just freaking do it. You'll be surprised how many people will buy it. So, uh, yeah. Trust we'll not me. only buy the digital now, but we'll still return to buy the physical copy later. Absolutely. I know every gamer I know yeah. wants I will definitely copy. buy both. I will definitely <laughs> buy a printed copy. Well, that's it. Yes. Me too. Oh. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, don't. No need to wait for the PDF to be released. <laughs> they did for Keyforge, I think. So there that's a, not necessarily delay. <laughs> so that's not necessarily a finding the narrative um, <laughs> thing. This is coming from Chris. <laughs> right. All right. Yes. Yes. The opinions of Chris Holm do not represent the uh, finding the narrative Genesis <laughs> podcast. Or, uh, my brother from does brother. it. I got his back. You yeah. have you have we have that sprint brain brain going on there, yeah. Tony. I know you're thinking yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, even I, so, you know, with all the shipping, I still don't I mean, have my physical seriously. copy of Keyforge because I mean it's in the states. Had my my friend Daryl's PO box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I mean, come on, we're in a different we're it's a different time now. I mean, with all the shipping yeah. and all the issues with all of that happening, mm-hmm. PDF the digital media now is where it's at so put it up there with pdf is done and it looks good heck even if it doesn't quite look good come on just do it we're ready for it we are more than ready for it so figured i'd just say that yep there you go uh, (laughs) hey they've they've weathered the storm of a thousand people asking them when we're going to get more star wars content i'm sure they Mm -hmm. can weather the storm of us saying give us some fucking books yes genesis (laughs) books come on yeah, just us three chirping in the distance. <laughs> right. Anyway, all right. All right. This so, is Tony, Tony saying, reach out to us. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Do you have something no. else? No, no, sorry. I was just going to lead you into uh, giving giving contact info. So go ahead. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Reach out to us. Tell us we're wrong to 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 and ask for the PDF first. Um, at finding the narrative podcast gmail.com um, or on Facebook at finding the narrative or on Mayway at finding the mer- narrative or on Twitter at FTN underscore Genesis or uh, you could even leave us a comment on Podbean or iTunes or YouTube 
where you can listen to us as well as on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and others. <laughs> yeah, you could you could let us know that we're wrong for asking, but agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Oh yeah. I'll set I'll set up a challenge to our listeners if they can. If if you have a Twitter presence, take a a picture of your worst GM or player role, similar to what the, uh, Tony just did, and post it up there. Very <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is yeah, that's awesome. Tell us what what the what the role was about and how you uh, you educated it. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah, maybe we'll fun. talk about those for yeah. our next listener feedback. Yep, absolutely. All Challenge right. thrown. There you go. <laughs> Stoney's saying, let's tell a story and spend a story point because it's obviously going to help. Yep. <laughs> and uh, this is Stefan saying, dare to ask for those boost dice or just aid someone to give them the boost dice. Love. Right. Aid. <laughs> That's right. And um, this is Chris telling you to remember the rule of cool and to bring your murder Barbie robot. <laughs> the um, Pandora cyborg. out of the box. <laughs> cyborg with you uh, whenever you can <laughs> and you know just have fun doing it <laughs> good night everybody good night love finding the narrative a genesis rpg podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.